Happy Easter, and thank you for your steadfast dedication to our Lord Jesus Christ. In this celebration of our Lord's resurrection, Pastor Lau and Pastor Da would like to welcome you to the following Easter message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's teaching that will change your life with love, joy, and peace in Jesus. And now, Pastor Lau. Our God deserves all the honor and praise from us. It's wonderful to come into the church and we can honor the Lord and let Him know how much we appreciate Him and love Him. And He is the King of all kings. We want to give Him the best, the best voice, the best singing, the best worship to Him. Amen. He deserves our best praise and worship. Yeah. Our church wants to honor the Lord. He is our kings and Lord, and we want to tell Him that how much we love Him and we appreciate Him. Today I would like to talk about the resurrection power. I want to talk about freedom. Millions of Christians all over the world celebrate the Resurrection Sunday because the, that Sunday that Jesus was raised from the dead was one of the most powerful and greatest event in the world history. In fact, because of His resurrection, the history was split from B.C. and A.D. Every time you write a check, for example, you write a check, April 1st, year 2018. Every time you write that check with the date and also year, you are telling people that 2018 years ago, my Lord, Jesus Christ, was raised from the dead. It's so important that we keep writing how many years have gone by after he was raised from the dead. His resurrection proved that he is not just a normal man. When Jesus was on earth, he claimed to be the Son of God, the Savior. He is the way, the life, and the truth. He did not say that I'm a religious leader. He said, I am the resurrected one. And if you believe in me, you shall live as well. His resurrection proved who he claimed to be. He is the Son of the living God. He's not just a regular religious man, but he is the Son of God. And I'm glad that we really have that confidence in our heart that our faith is not in such a kind of man-made religion. Jesus was raised from the dead. But now in the 21st century, how his resurrection affects us. I'd like to read from Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14 in NLT. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sin. Everyone say freedom. His death on the cross and his resurrection bought our freedom. Today, I would like to talk about four kinds of freedom that we receive from God 
because Jesus was resurrected and Jesus died on the cross. The first one is that we have freedom from guilt over the past mistake. Number two, we have freedom from worry about the future. Number three, we have freedom from living a non-purposeful or meaningless life. And number four, we have freedom from having to earn our way to heaven. Let me talk about the first freedom. Freedom from guilt over the past mistake. How many people admit that we all make mistakes? We all make mistakes because we are not perfect. We all have said something wrong that we wish we should not have said. I do that all the time to my wife. Sometimes I say something wrong. I feel so bad. And I believe that my wife forgive me and my God forgive me. Sometimes we have done something wrong that we wish we had not done it. We all make some mistake in the past and even in the future too because we are imperfect people. We don't know everything. And guilt or condemnation is one of the worst things in mankind. Guilt causes us to be anxious, causes us to be depressed, to lose energy, to be unhappy, and to lose hope for the future because we dwell in the past mistake. We feel guilty. We have regret. And that's why we cannot smile. We cannot move on with life. We just continue to think about or continue to rehearse about our past mistake. A lot of people live in the old day, in the past. They don't move on to the future. They get stuck in the jail of guilt and condemnation of the past mistake. But the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, For by the blood of Christ, we are set free. Everyone say free. free. That is, our sins are forgiven, and how great is the grace of God, which He gave to us in such large measure. The Bible says that when we come to know Jesus Christ and receive Him, our past mistake, our past sins are forgiven. He forget about it. He does not remember our past mistake any longer. We can be free from feeling guilty. We don't have to feel condemned anymore. The Bible says that we don't have to live in condemnation because Christ has forgiven our sin. We can live in a clear conscience that past is the past, it's gone. Now I start a new life again. We can start over again. We don't need to live in the past anymore. God wants to give us the second chance, the third chance, the fourth chance. Every day is a new day. We don't need to live in the old mistake anymore. I know myself. I have made so many mistakes in my life. So many, many mistakes, including in the ministry as well. I make some mistakes in the ministry, but I repent and I say, God, I believe you forgive me. I don't need to live in the guilt feeling anymore. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, the Bible says in the Jewish Bible, He has canceled every record of the debt we owed. Christ has done away with it by nailing it 
to the cross. Sometimes people come to us and say, "Look at this. Year 2010, you did this to me. Year 2011, January, you did this to me. I keep all the record. You make this mistake." You have to pay, you have to pay, you have to pay. All the record of our wrongdoing. Have you ever seen people come to you and say, you know, 10 years ago you did this to me. Have you ever heard that? Yes. People still remember, they make record of our wrong saying and wrongdoing. But the Bible says that he canceled, God canceled every record of the debt, of our past mistake that we have to pay. He canceled all the record. He did not remember anymore. We can be free indeed. We don't need to live in guilt any longer. And as he forgets, we should forget too. And we should forget about other people's mistake as well. We should not remember our own mistake any longer. Amen? Don't live in condemnation. Don't live in the guilt feeling anymore. Don't keep beating yourself to death. Yes, 10 years ago, I made this mistake. I just keep beating myself. Don't keep nailing yourself on the cross again and again because Jesus nailed everything that we make mistake on the cross on that day. And he was raised from the dead to tell us that there is a new day, the day of resurrection, the new day that you can start over again and don't live in the guilt feeling anymore. Forget about it. Don't talk about it anymore. Amen? So there is no condemnation those who have been forgiven by God. I'm so thankful because in my old belief, I grew up in Thailand. In my old belief, we were taught that I have to pay for every sin I make if I kill one chicken. I have to be born again as chicken. 300 times or something that I have to pay again and again for all the mistakes I make. After I come to know Jesus Christ, I'm so glad. I don't need to pay for those anymore. He paid for me. I don't need to live in guilt anymore. So that's number one, the first freedom. The second freedom is that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ set us free from worry about tomorrow. Worry. We are living in a worry society. People worry all the time. When you look at the list of the medication of the patient, you know, I'm a doctor, I look at the list of the medication. Almost 90% of people take antidepressant and anti-worry or anti-anxious medication. All kinds of medication because people are depressed and people worry. Worry about the bills to pay. Worry about the health. Worry about the economy, about the stock market. Worry about the future. Worry about everything. Worry about what to eat. Worry is a mental tucking war, tucking of war. What I should do? Should I do this or should I do this? I worry and worry. So your life is miserable because you worry about the future. What if something happened tomorrow? What if the economy goes down tomorrow? You always think about the future and worry about the future. But thank God, by the power of resurrection, we can have freedom from the worry of tomorrow. I used to be a worry guy. I worry a lot. 
But after I came to know Jesus Christ, I don't worry that much anymore. I just enjoy life. I just laugh every day. I know God gonna take care of my future. First Peter chapter one verse two, the Bible says, "God's Spirit has been at work in your heart through Jesus Christ. May God grant you increasing freedom from all anxiety and fear. God can set us free from fear." And anxiety. Instead of being panicky, we should pray. Just give it to God. Cast all our fear to the Lord, and let God take care of our future. Don't be panic. Don't worry too much. Worry never does anything good to us. Worry never adds even one day to our life. Worries actually hurt us, cause us to be sick. And worry will mess up your day. Instead of having a nice day, you have a bad day because you worry all day long. You know, sometimes I admit to you that when I know that the next day, Monday, usually Monday and Wednesday are my surgery day. Sometimes I know that Monday gonna, that surgery is going to be very difficult, brain surgery, and I tend to. Sometimes worry by the evening or Sunday. Oh, tomorrow, uh, then the devil remind me of all the complication that happened in the past. You remember that day, that complication, that patient have these problems, and he reminded me, and I have to say, stop, stop, stop. I'm not going to worry about surgery tomorrow. The Lord will be with me. The Bible say, I can do all things to Christ. Who strengthened me in Philippians chapter four verse thirteen? Say, I am ready for anything through the strength of Christ who lives in me. I'm not going to mess my life up tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be a great day of surgery. Surgery is going to be successful. The patient is going to do well. I don't have to worry about tomorrow because I can do all things through Christ who lives on the inside of me. I may not know what the future holds, but I know that God holds the future. I know that God can change the situation that the devil meant evil to me and turn it to be good, so that I can be the blessing to many lives. That's what happened to Joseph. Joseph never worry; he just trusts God. He knows that God can turn things around for him. Let us live worry-free life. Anxious-free life, fear-free life. Don't worry. We have the great God. When you start to worry, remember this: Jesus died on the cross, and three days later, He was raised from the dead. He is the victorious God, and He loved you so much that the power of resurrection can help you in any situation in your life. He can bring the breakthrough. He can give you victory because he's the victorious God. He is the God of resurrection. Amen. Don't have to worry about tomorrow. He was raised from the dead. Amen. Somebody told me that the word "fear not" in the Bible, if you count in the Bible, there were 365 fear nots in the Bible. That's what I was told. I need to study this, but somebody told me 365 fear nots. How many days a year we live? 365 days. So should we worry even one day? Every time 
the angel shows up. Every time Jesus show up, he say, "Fear not, don't worry. I'm here. I will help you." Amen. Can I see the peaceful face in this room? Can I see the faithful face? Peaceful. Some of you look. Look so sad. I laugh all the time. I smile all the time. You know why? Because I have the living God. He will take care of me. I don't have to worry. Be happy. Smile. Laugh. Amen. Don't. <laughs> Sometimes I preach here, up here, and I look at somebody's face. Oh my God. They look so happy. The worry, the fear, and, and no happy. Everyone say ha ha ha, ho ho ho. <laughs> Christ set us free from guilt over the past mistake. Christ set us free from worry about the future. The number three. Christ has set us free from living without purpose today. We. Did not come from sodium, potassium, and calcium, accidentally joining together to be a one-cell animal, a one-cell living thing, and then that one-cell living thing turned into a worm, and the worm turned into the uh, crocodile, and the crocodile turned into the elephant, and the elephant turned into the apes, and ape turned into human being. We did not come from something happened accidentally. We were created by the living God. We have the Father, the Creator, the Creator. That's why now I understand. Before 1981, before I met Jesus Christ, even though I have a nice car to drive, my dad rewarded. Me, after I got accepted into the medical school, he bought a nice car for me to drive to university. I have the most beautiful woman as my girlfriend. Her name is Da. I was number one in the class. I got gold medal from the king of Thailand. I got everything, but I did not have peace. I did not have Meaningful life. I did not have the purpose of life. I just live day by day. A lot of people were like me 38 years ago. I was looking for something to fill my heart because I did not know my creator. I did not know the meaning of my life. I did not know the purpose of my life. So I was searching, searching for pleasure, for fun. So at that time, I was a party uh, guy. I love to go to party with Pastor Da and dance. And at that time, it's uh, what you call that kind of music. Like this. Saturday Night Fever. We dance. We love to go to dance. And then I joined the rock music team. I want to play drum. And I put a wig, long wig. Because I want to look like uh, Jimi Hendrix. 
and then just like this on my drum. I tried to find happiness. Then drumming and dancing did not give me happiness. Then I went to the taekwondo place five days a week. Hana, do, set, net. I tried to be a taekwondo man, third degree black belt, but I did not have any peace and joy. I was looking for prestige, precision, and fun, and fame, and status, and power, and achievement. That's why I became number one in the class because I want to be number one in the medical school. I look for everything in order to find the meaning of life. Some people try to find the meaning of life by getting more possessions. I get the most toy in the world, in my neighborhood. There is a teacher that say like this, the one who dies with the most toys still dies anyway. Some people have the most toy in their life. Accumulate everything to have meaning of life. Look at me. I drive this car. I must mean something. Look at my car. Is that right? That's how people live because they are so lost until one day they found their creator. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. When I met Jesus Christ in 1981, I never forgot. I drive out of that apartment after I prayed to accept Christ. My tears came out. And I say to God, Lord, now I am so happy and so full of peace. I have returned home to know my creator. I know who I am now. I did not come from that ape. I was created by the living God. I know my purpose of life now. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 say, We are God's work of art, created in Christ Jesus to live the good life as He meant for us to live it. Brother and sister, you are so decide, specially decide. The art work, the handy, the, the wonderful work of God to mold you, to make you so unique that no one else look like you. Amen? You are so unique in your appearance. You're so unique in your ability, your gift, your talents, everything. He made you so unique for a purpose of living a meaningful life. You are not here on earth by accident. You're here on earth with the purpose that God has for you. This Resurrection Sunday, I pray that you will find the purpose of your life. You realize that God created you to be unique and He has a special calling for you. He has a special purpose for your life. You need to find who you are and what you are called to do. You come to know, the first step is to come to know Jesus. And after that, you find out what God created me to be and God created me to do. We are not driven by money. We are not driven by man's opinion. 
or by pleasure. We are driven by the purpose that God created us to do, to fulfill and to finish. All of us has God's given purpose. And before we die, we need to know exactly what we are called to do, the purpose of our life. And once you step into that, you're going to find meaning, fulfillment, significant, and satisfaction that money cannot give, possession cannot give, fun cannot give. When you find your God-given purpose and walk in it, you're going to have a meaningful life, satisfied life, and significant life. Your life counts. Your life makes a big difference. Sometimes you don't want to talk about death, but one fact is this. One day we all will die. Is that right? You're not ready to live until you're ready to die. Are you ready? You say, God, I know the purpose of my life. And I'm going to live this life with meanings that you give to me. That's what Apostle Paul said in Acts chapter 20, verse 24. Life is worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus Christ. Every one of you have a work assigned to you to do something. Your life will mean nothing until you find that assignment. You walk in it, get it done, fulfill it. That's my goal. One day, the last breath of my life before I go to heaven, hopefully, I will not die of cancer or heart attack. I will just sit down and God take me, maybe take the whole body, just like Enoch and Elijah. On that day, I will say, Lord, I finish my race. I get the job done for you. I want to encourage all of you. You will not find real fulfillment until you find what the Creator makes you to do and to be. Everyone say, I am unique. Amen. Amen. I cannot lead the choir like Quack. They're going to be in trouble if I lead the choir. (laughs) I cannot sing like them. If I sing, you're going to run away because I'm not a good singer. You see, I have a purpose. God created me to be a neurosurgeon and to be a pastor. You have a purpose of your life too. Find your purpose. Amen? Last one. Number one, Jesus' resurrection power set me free from guilt over the past. Number two, set me free from worry about the future. Number three, set me free from living a life without purpose. Number four, Jesus set me free from having to earn my way to heaven. That's what happened to me before I became a Christian. I tried to go to the temple, give money to the monks. I tried to do good things to earn my way to heaven. But after I give money to the monk on Sunday, on Monday, I cheat a lie. And I was selfish. I tried to do good to earn my way to heaven. And that is the Think of the world, the way of the world say, you have to earn your way to heaven. You have to do something to get to heaven. 
Colossians chapter 2 verse 20 the Bible says in living Bible Christ has set you free from following the world's ideas of how to be saved by doing good and obeying various rules if you go out on the street and make a personal survey people walk by and say do you think you're going to go to heaven after you die most people will say I hope so and after that you ask what foundation you use To be able to go to heaven, what do you do? They will say, "I think I have to do a lot of good things. I have to do a lot of charitable works in order to go to heaven." And that was a wrong answer. We don't go to heaven because we do a lot of good things. Let me explain to you quickly. Heaven is a perfect place. Heaven has no sin, no bad guys. No curse, no sickness, no disease. Heaven has no criminals. Totally perfect. Therefore, in order to go to heaven, you have two possibility. One is Plan A. Plan A is I, since I was born out of my mother's womb, to the day I die, I never make one mistake in my life. I never sin, I never gossip, I never steal, I never reject God, I never become selfish. I'm so perfect like Jesus. How many people is perfect? Raise your hand up. Oh, I don't need to do brain transplantation, changing the brain. You are right. No one is perfect in this room. I make mistake too. The second plan, Plan B. Plan B is this: God sent His Son. The Lord Jesus Christ into the world, 2,000 plus years ago, and He lived a life to show that this is how God looked like. Jesus never made any mistake. He was perfect because He was God and with the Holy Spirit. And in His perfection, He died to pay for your and my sin, and He took the punishment on Himself. And he said, "If you believe in me, I take that punishment from you, and you are free. You can be free from the punishment, and you can have the ticket to go to heaven. You don't have to follow regulations, religious rules, rituals, and any religion. You have relationship with me. I give you." Free gift, I die for you. I heard a story of a father who want to celebrate a birthday of his son, his seven years old son, named Matthew. The father took the son and a sixth friend to a carnival to have fun in the playing or the good game. And every time they went to the place, the father would hand out. Seven tickets, Matthew and six friend, and they went up to have fun together. At one point, after he hand out seven tickets, the eight hand come in. Can I have a ticket too? Who are you? I'm Nick. Why you want a ticket? I don't know you. You ask your son Matt. I am his friend. So the dad turned to Matt and said, "Is Nick your friend?" Yes, 
I asked him to join me. So the dad had to hand the ticket to Nick. The same thing. When you stand before the door of heaven, the angel going to ask you, "Are you friend with Jesus, the Son of the Living God?" And you say, "Yes." He gave me the ticket. He died for me, the free gift. I don't have to pay. He paid for me. Then the angel will say, Could "You come in to heaven. You have eternal life." Romans chapter six, verse twenty-three. The free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Romans six twenty-three in YLT. For the wage of sin is death, but the and the gift of God is life, age during in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus died on the cross to pay for us, and thank God He is not in the tomb anymore. He was raised from the dead to show us that eternal life is guarantee for those who have relationship with Him. As He was raised from the dead, and now He has the glorious body in heaven, that guarantee that one day we will be raised from the dead, and we're gonna have a new glorious body with Him in heaven for eternity. It shall happen. He proved it to us that he overcame death. I don't have to earn my way to heaven. God pay for me through Jesus Christ. Resurrection Sunday is a good time to remind ourselves the freedom God has given to us. Why don't we do this? Why don't we believe what Jesus did for us? Amen? Amen. If you don't know Jesus yet, if you are not sure that your name is recorded in the book of life in heaven, I'd like to encourage you to return home. Just like what I did 38 years ago, I gave my life to Jesus. I'm, I'm so glad. Now I have the purpose of life. I am free from the guilt over the past. I am free over worry about the future. Every single day, I live a meaningful life. I know my calling. I know why God put me on this earth. I don't need to ask the question why, 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 why anymore. I know now why I am on this earth. I'm so happy. To get to know God, to live a life for His purpose, and I know, and I know for sure, one day when I pass to the next life, I will be meeting Jesus. I will live for eternity in heaven, not because I have done good deeds. I have made a lot of mistakes in my life since I was born. I make less mistake now because I know God, but the past mistake, Jesus paid for me, and I can go to heaven. I know I have eternal life. I have life in heaven for sure. Amen. Everyone, say with me. Christ's resurrection power 
set me free from guilt over the past. Set me free from worry and fear about the future. Set me free from living a life without God's purpose. Set me free from having to earn my way to heaven. I want to ask you if you are not sure that you can go to heaven after you leave this world. Or you're still living in guilt, in condemnation. You still worry about your future. Or you still feel lost. Money doesn't give you peace. The toys you have, everything you have haven't given you real meaning of life. I want to encourage you to invite Jesus into your heart today. If you have done it before, you can do it again to make sure that Christ is your Lord and your Savior. How many people want to do that? Raise your hand up. Say, God, I want to make sure I have the meaning of life. Let's pray together. Bow your head and pray together. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord. You sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. You raised him from the dead. He paid for me the punishment of my sins. He gave me life and gave it more abundantly. Lord Jesus, you are the living God. I believe you were raised from the dead on the third day. Today, I ask you, Lord, to be my God, my Savior, my Lord. I believe you set me free from many things, from worry, from guilt, from meaningless life, and from religions. Now I know I am created by the living God, and God is in me. I find the purpose of my life. Peace and joy comes in. From today on, my God, my heavenly Father, shall take care of me, guide me, protect me, provide for me, teach me, train me, anoint me, and use me. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Congratulations. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you want us to help you to find the purpose of your life, uh, our pastoral team can sit down with you to find out what God you want you to do in life. You know, it's important to find the purpose of life as soon as possible. Don't waste your life away. Amen. We are happy to sit down with you and kind of
give you idea what you need to do in your life. Find your gifts, find your talents, your passion, your calling, and get involved as soon as possible. Hallelujah! Why don't we sing that song again? Because He lives. Let's stand up and sing this song one more time. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lived, because he lived, because he lived, I can face tomorrow. Because he lived, our fear is gone. Because I know. Hallelujah. Father in heaven, you love all these 
children of you so much in this room, Lord. Lord, each of them has different needs in their life. Some of them need healing. Some of them, Lord, need direction. Some of them has something to do, and they need your grace to do it. Father, as the shepherd of this flock, I pray and ask you by the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, the Spirit to raise Jesus from the dead, shall strengthen them. The Spirit of grace shall give them grace, victory. Wisdom, open door, provision, healing, strength, more than enough, more and more than enough to do what they need to do. Oh Lord, we believe by the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit. The curse in their life must be broken. The poverty must be removed. Sickness, whether new sickness or chronic sickness, has to go in the name of Jesus. Any bondage, curse, chains, shackles, any yoke. Is destroyed by the Spirit of Grace, who raised Jesus from the dead. Lord, give them a new beginning. Give them victory, Father. I believe your power is greater than their problem, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless them, indeed. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.